This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. talking with chris the drummer for body snatcher uh they're going to be releasing a new album called bleed abide uh april 22nd and it's going to be out i believe your first one on monarch heavy is that right yeah yeah our first like full album on monarch we did some singles and stuff last year throughout throughout covid but yeah this is the first full album that's awesome man so uh you guys uh gonna probably by the time you hear this the album will be out so you can you can stream it now you can pick up the album um you can order it uh so I, I'm curious. It looks like you're you're at home right now, or are you currently right yeah. now at home? Cool. Yeah, yeah. We leave for tour in like ten days. Nice, dude. So, yeah. are you kind of like soaking in as much relaxation time as you can? Yeah, a little bit. We were just in the UK, so we we've been home for like I don't know about two weeks right now. So we had like three weeks off in between tours. So there was that time period now, which seems like a, almost a distant memory, where everything was was just you know, silent and people were just, you know, staying home, either recording music or working their mundane day jobs or just, you know, staying home and quarantining and whatnot. Has it yeah. been, uh, has it been a, a, a trip to readjust to back to what your life is, was like? Dude, before? the, uh, so we did a, we did a U.S. tour, a headline tour in October, November of yeah. 2021. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was, that's almost two years after our previous tour. Yeah. And, I mean, I've been playing shows since I was 15 and I'm, I'm pretty old now. <laughs> so, but going that long without playing a show, the level of actual stage fright, not really fright, but like nervousness to play a show was absolutely unreal. Like something I, I don't remember ever feeling, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, getting back on stage was the first week was very very hard it was it was a huge adjustment week oh i would imagine but after that then you're just like hell yeah bitch let's go <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean it's like every everything 
you know, after you get a weekend, everything just feels like you're riding a bike again. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's awesome. I don't know. Those, those two years were, it sucked. It really sucked. So I'm assuming this, this album was written during that time. Um, yeah. So basically we, um, right before COVID hit, we put out a record mm-hmm. and we were on our album. Great timing, right? Yeah. We were on our album release tour while everything from COVID was starting to pop up. So our tour was, was the last tour. A lot of people got to see actually, cause it ended in, in March of 2020. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It was, it was, uh, it was very good. But so while we were on that tour, we had people from Monarch show up to our show in Brooklyn and they kind of started talking to us and, you know, we, we got each other's contacts and stuff and, during like that first month of of covid we nobody knew how long it was going to be you know what i mean like nobody nobody knew that this was going to be more than a month off mm-hmm. so once we knew that i i contacted our, our manager and the label and i was like hey since we don't know how long this is going to be can can we just like start writing songs and releasing singles? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, like not have these songs be on a record. Like, yeah. let's just, let's just put out singles with music videos as often as the lettuce, you know? Mm-hmm. So we were putting out, we, we put out like five singles yeah. over the course of that, that time period. And everyone thought we had this album coming out, which we were working on a record, but we were also making, we were also recording these singles separately. Yeah. You know? And uh, so, yeah, we, we had, we've had this record done since about October. So almost a year, we finished the record almost a year ago. Um, but we just wanted to make sure when the album came out that we were able to tour, you know, we want, we wanted it to come out when things were kind of opening back up. Good timing. Good timing. So, um, you know, going back, uh, you know, to, to, you know, those times when, you know, you couldn't tour and, uh, yeah. How did you stay sane? You know, how did you, you you said you've toured since 15. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I picked up running. Okay. (laughs) I I actually, it's like, I like never really, I mean, I've always kind of like worked out, but Mm -hmm. nothing like super serious, but, uh, I picked up running and within eight months I did a half marathon and, so I don't know. I started taking that pretty serious, but I also run a recording studio. So I stayed, I stayed pretty busy. Um, I do a lot of just like mixing mastering work. So bands nowadays have plenty of means to record themselves. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. not all of them can make it sound good. So I, I stayed at 2020. I was actually extremely busy because everyone was getting the, everyone was getting the the checks you know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. so i stayed pretty busy in 2020 nice okay so you're running you're staying in shape you're keeping cardio for when you go back on tour yeah that's good that's good uh okay so so i'm curious about kind of like you, you said you first started playing music at 15 what was your entryway into underground extreme music because not everyone started with like a metallica cd i started yeah with like a no doubt CD and and then I got into punk and then I got into hardcore and then I got into metal. So it was like a gradual kind of like, Oh yeah, me too, actually. So when I was like, my whole family plays music, my, my, all my, my grandparents on my mom's side are piano instructors and chorus instructors, like for their, their job. And uh, so I was, I was around music a lot when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. but 
I started skateboarding when I was like, in, I don't know, third grade or fourth grade or something. Nice. Yeah. So like, yeah, same thing. I was really into No Doubt. I was really into like The Offspring yep. and you know stuff like that. And then when Corn came out, we were I was like, what is this? You know. And then Slipknot came out, and that first Slipknot album, I I remember when Wait and Bleed came out, and I, I saw that video on mm-hmm. MTV. I was like, oh my god. And I had a brother who's uh three years older than me so he he really got into that stuff because he was a little older than me so he started playing music and then my freshman year he had started a band and he was like hey uh you gotta learn how to play drums and i was like uh okay (laughs) so he just like sent me a video of this dude playing the songs that they wrote who wasn't who wasn't in the band anymore and i just Mm -hmm studied this video when i was in freshman year and learned how to play these songs and then played a show two weeks later yeah uh, dude that's all, okay that's like super diy that's like very punk you know just yeah. like here's and some learn learning dude yeah everyone so here there's the scene here was like it was it was very diy i mean i remember awesome. flying for shows my whole life you know and yeah. uh we had a skate park here we had shows at the skate park every Friday shows at this place called the crystal ballroom every Saturday. And it was all local stuff. And it was just, you know, there'd be like 150 kids every single weekend. It was was awesome. That's cool, man. So, okay. So then, you know, you get into heavier and heavier stuff and, and what what was your first band band like that, that you were like, that you were proud of? It It was, is it it body snatcher? No, no, no. I was in a band called King Conquer before this. Oh, I know King Conquer. Yeah. 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 So that was like the main band that actually did stuff. And, you know, that, that was a serious band. We, yeah. we toured, toured a lot all oh, over yeah. the place. Um, I think you guys played at Studio 7 in Seattle. Oh, yeah. 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 That was like one of our favorite spots to play. R.I.P. Studio yeah. 7. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so like throughout high school, what what was King Conquer was, you know, it was just a different band when we sure. were in high school, you know, yeah. and you know, there was there was a huge punk scene down here. Like against me, was from my town. Um, oh yeah. And back then, I remember the first time I saw so Gainesville. Me. No. Oh, okay. They, they say, oh. they say oh. they're from Gainesville, <laughs> but they're not. But before they moved to Gainesville, they're from they're from Naples. And, okay. Okay. But uh, the first time I saw them it was just a dude playing on buckets and a dude with an acoustic guitar super folk punk uh, oh so awesome yeah dude and that band is still so good they're still one of my favorite bands um yeah so there's a big punk scene down here um a big pop punk scene later on through high school so like i'd say like 2005 the pop punk scene down here got really Mm -hmm. big but down here we did mixed genre shows and everybody was all about the like hardcore you know deathcore wasn't even a thing yeah it hasn't even been thought of yet and uh you know i remember seeing bands like you know with honor and where fear and weapons meet and like dead then dead to fall and like like the more metal side of the hardcore started happening Dude, that breakdown in the bastard set of dreams oh my god i still listen to that album so good so good like remembering never and until the end like those are if living in florida you just saw those bands yep. you know all the time oh it was, yeah it was so awesome okay so did was, you ever uh, see the band implosive Discordance? dude i toured with that band love that band <laughs> they are so like they they're, were they're band the heaviest band like i discovered on myspace yeah. i follow them on instagram they're not very active apparently they're still a band i yeah. want to see them super they're, bad but they're, they're supposed to do something they're just this small MySpace core band that I was just, I really wanted, like that first demo. Mm-hmm. Dude, they had, 
I mean, that was like before before slams and the more core side were popular, mm-hmm. but they were already doing it and they yep. still did it better than what bands now are doing. Yep. Well, it like that band is so heavy. It's crazy. Sick, dude. Yeah, I'm glad we could give a shout out to Implosive Discordance. Yep. Check out that yep. band if you're listening and you're like, I think they just put that record up on YouTube, actually. Oh, Somebody posted sick. it like two days ago. That's so crazy nice. that you bring that up. Yeah. That that was that band, and then there was a band called Misericordium yep. from Las Vegas that was super brutal yep. too. That similar my singer, style. My singer has a lot of their merch. Yeah, God damn dude. Yeah, he has like he has a storage unit filled with old bands like that. Like I'm talking, he has like thousands, probably thousands of shirts of old MySpace. Damn, cor- this guy cor- needs a Depop store. Oh, he's got like, one. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> He, you know, those CDs for believe it or not, those CDs from those bands are worth a lot of money. Uh, I know, yeah, <laughs> it's wild. We're we're getting deep into the wormhole here, but you know, I'm curious to you because for a little while the term deathcore was kind of like almost deemed an insult in certain circles, but now there's like a renaissance. It seems like, <laughs> and they're they've shed that like you know that like layer of it being a bad thing how do you feel about that man it's must it's definitely kind of um, cool at first it at first it wasn't like a bad thing really and then it came be started to become one you know because yeah. I mean? at first it was just like dudes that were in hardcore bands mm-hmm. were like oh this is heavier let's uh, yeah let's play some dying fetus riffs yeah that was like how it all started yeah. so it was like it was all like creditable dudes in the scene that started playing heavier music you know and then it got to a point where like they were like oh i'm a hardcore dude i don't want to be called deathcore because that's lame you know but also or they were like i'm a death metal dude i don't want to be called it was either way you know exactly that was like i remember uh, i'll get it back into that um (laughs) um anyways but a bunch of bands started coming out that stopped involving the hardcore side you know mm-hmm. what i mean so mm-hmm. like so like deathcore did kind of get lame for a little while it didn't get lame but it but it got like away from it its was, roots it wasn't as like one the lyrics a lot of bands stopped speaking about serious matters or emotional matters yeah and and that was what was cool about deathcore to begin with is like at first it was like dudes that would normally sing in hardcore bands writing lyrics that were would normally go to a hardcore band lyrics for it for this more metal side so then a lot of bands started talking about you know fake subjects that they would make up you know what i mean which like whatever that's cool if you're into that stuff but um and then it became more of like a shred fest instead of like a violent aggressive genre Mm -hmm. and i mean with with body snatcher that's if we're gonna be called deathcore we want people to know that we don't give a if we're called deathcore yeah, because yeah. because we're making deathcore that it's like in our eyes the way it was supposed to be yeah you know what i mean it's supposed to be angry it's supposed to be emotional and it's supposed to be heavy mm-hmm. okay so so with this you know hindsight and like it's probably almost coming up on 20 years almost of, of like being able to like you know say that term almost yeah, right it's so crazy yeah so we all know the big four of thrash, American thrash, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax, Metallica. In yeah. your opinion, what's Oof. your personal big four of deathcore? Oh, so the the 
let's see. I got I got to think of years no in my problem. head right now. And this is a personal one. This it doesn't have to be a political answer where you have to. I would everyone. say, I would say, through the eyes of the dead was a deathcore band before anyone yeah. knew what deathcore was. This is like two thousand four, I think. Yeah, on their Love Lost uh, records. Yeah, I debut. think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then I would say the very first All Shall Perish record before Eddie was in the band, The Hate Malice Revenge. Okay. And then you you just have to put Whitechapel and Suicide Silence. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they've they a Suicide Silence. Uh, I'm I'm excited to hear what they got coming out because they just recorded a new album with Taylor Young from, oh, from really? God's Hate and uh, oh, from Nails. So That's- I feel like sick i feel like he's gonna add a little bit yeah. more grit to that so oh yeah that's awesome yeah so I i'm did not know that i'm stoked to hear that um okay so we got we got all shall perish original all shall perish lineup uh we yeah. got one dead through what no you said uh through, through, the, through eyes the, the eyes of the dead not one dead through one dead. yeah they're good though uh yeah, yeah. and suicide silence and white chapel sounds good yeah yeah awesome man okay so now that we're talking super nerdy genre stuff there's also been a resurgence and a comfortability about allowing people to know that we like new metal. So for a while there, because you mentioned corn and, you know, getting into yeah. that stuff. I did too. And I was really in new metal, but there was a while there when, you know, you're trying to be cool and hardcore and metal. Oh, and yeah. You don't yeah, mention well, it, but well, now I was these in high days, school. Yeah. When I was in high school. I was like, no, I don't like that stuff. You know, now it's super, <laughs> it's almost Canon like yeah. that stuff. And so we see bands like dying wish getting added to a limp biscuit tour, which is uh, crazy. It's yeah. so awesome. So what's your opinion of that? Like about new metal being, you know, reintegrated into this st- sound. Dude, I literally texted our manager yesterday and I was like, that kitty reunion tour, get us on it. <laughs> yes, yes. You know what I mean? Because like, who cares, man? Yeah, like yeah. people that like heavy music, especially so people that are that haven't found the more underground side yet. Mm-hmm. If you play, like if our band was to play in front of a more mainstream crowd that's into music, mm-hmm. like say kitty or corn or, or something like that they would love our band yep you know what i mean and it's like so so why why are you gonna shy away from that i get that a lot of people in the underground scene might not be into that stuff but but i don't know i i'm all i'm all about like tours that that men genres especially if it's if it's all different sides of the heavy yep. of the heavy world it's just gonna help grow heavy music as a whole and, and I mean, you, everyone needs a gateway, dude. And we were mentioning, you know, kind of and in and, and 2002, I think, or so when Tool put out Lateralis, I saw Meshuggah open for them. Which and, is uh, so sick. Yeah, I, I wasn't quite ready for it at that point, but I was also just interested. And so that got me rolling with like, oh, it's Ben Meshuggah, you know, so it's got to yeah. be a gateway, you know. So yeah. it's all about that. You're wearing a Walls of Jericho shirt. They toured with on Family Values. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They played tons of huge fests like that with with uh, with so many different kinds of bands. Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Cool, man. Well, uh, okay, so you guys are all about the crowd participation you get to a body snatcher show. Sometimes it's safer to be in the pit than on the sides of the pit. <laughs> um, when personally, I know you're a fit dude. You're running all the time. When was the last time you personally were in a pit, a mosh oh, or bean mosh situation? When was the last time you moshed? Last time I moshed was on our headline tour in 2020, right before COVID. Uh, one of my friends had just started a new band and they, in my opinion, were the most aggressive heavy band to come out in the last 10 years. They're not a band anymore, but they were on like five days of our tour. And the last day I the last day that they were with us, I I moshed. And yeah, it was awesome. It was a band called Strangled. Strangled. Yeah. OK. From Florida. No, they're from uh, Oklahoma City. OK. Yeah, yeah, listen to them. They are the most aggressive band to come out in the last 10 years, but they broke up already. Yeah. All right, man. So so you're super into, you know, you were mentioning kind of like super aggressive, you know, super punishing, super brutal stuff. If you're banned personally, but what kind of stuff are you into that might surprise the average body snatcher fan is it something that that you you're like i like sade or i like portishead you know, I, uh, like that. I honestly like just become because i i'm a producer i like so many sides of music like i love uh like electronic funk stuff cool. like like yeah. i don't know if you ever heard of um uh big gigantic or grizz I've never heard of them. It's, it's very, very like funk driven electronic music. I love cool. stuff like that. I also like there's a dude, there's a two dudes called Cherub, like mm-hmm. them a lot. Okay. Um, but then I'm also really into like the early 2000s emo mm-hmm. pop punk stuff. Like t- Taking Back Sunday is one of my favorite bands. Um, you gonna be at When We Were Young Festival? I wish we're gonna be on tour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. One of my friends got four tickets for it, and I'm like, dude, I can't go. <laughs> I'm curious to see what what the reaction is like when Knocked Loose plays, and a bunch it's, of like us old people are like, my knees. <laughs> I think I think people are gonna be all about it. Okay, I nice. think it's gonna be really hard to see everyone you want to see. Oh yeah, are they gonna have like a rotating stage and everyone plays one song, like iHeart Music Festival or something? I don't know. That would be 
sick actually <laughs> play the song play the single yeah yeah <laughs> dude that reminds me i saw jimmy world in college and they were drunk uh, frat dudes in the front row that were taunting the singer the whole time yelling play the singles oh play my the god middle. and it was <laughs> silent aside from these dudes <laughs> so awkward that was a big thing back then where like bands like that would go play college campuses that yep. doesn't happen very often no not too often i remember no. i saw who was it a, a hooba stake i think at a college nice. campus okay in that one band that totally got canceled uh lost profits yikes yes yeah. that for good reason yeah oh yeah oh yeah i was like that band got canceled before getting canceled was a thing oh yeah definitely damn dude okay okay looking back uh you know you you were mentioning that uh member of your band has thousands of t-shirts you probably have a sick collection but what was your first band t-shirt when you were a kid probably a local band of some kind yeah yeah um actually no I remember my first real concert. I was in either sixth grade or seventh grade, and I saw Seven Dust. Oh, and, nice, dude. And, dude, I remember they had these. So where your monitors are on stage, they mm-hmm. had these these trampolines that were angled back. So they would jump on it, and they'd come back into the stage, and their guitars would hit the ground. And I thought it was, like, the sickest thing I ever saw in my life. And I've never dude. seen anybody do that ever again. Move over <laughs> ego box. We're going trampolines. Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so sick. Holy. That is, I, I thought you were going to say people were stage diving off the trampolines, but no, it was like they were using trampolines to, to jump back backwards. You know what Damn. I mean? Acrobatic on stage for seven does who would have thought, man. And they're still going. That is one band that I will say the- they never got to the height of heights, but I think that they've been consistently good. And they never got like, like they were always like a like a band that was like heavy, but they were mainstream and they never got less heavy. They always mm-hmm. stayed like they always stayed true to, to themselves, which is awesome. And their singer Lejean has like one of the best voices in heavy rock. Oh yeah. Yep, I agree. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm curious about um what is the worst live show you've ever played? Because I'm sure you know, growing up in, in a DIY scene, you probably played some, some sparse shows. What, what's one that really takes a cake for the worst one. Oh man. That's so, it's so weird to think about. Cause like, <laughs> cause you play great shows now. I'm sure, I'm sure there was like, I mean, <laughs> When King Conqueror was touring, there was a lot of bad shows, yeah. like shows where you're just like, damn, we should just play three songs tonight. <laughs> you know, we didn't. We didn't. But yeah. um, man, there was there was one show I remember that was just it was like, so if it's a small venue and there's not a lot of people there, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there was one time we played Harpo's in Detroit and that's like an eight foot tall stage. Okay. It's like it probably. I don't know. I don't. My memory is pretty foggy, but I'm pretty sure it's like an 800 cap venue. It's a it's very a big, big place. Yeah. So if you've ever seen the Hatebreed DVD, that's where they filmed the Hatebreed. Oh DVD. wow. Okay. All right. So there were. I think there was like 50 or 60 people paid. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like 50 people can't even fill the in front of the stage. Yeah. You know? And it, that was just. I just remember being like, "Wow, this is so awkward." <laughs> and that that was with with King Conquer. And the crazy part was like that was a sick tour too. That was like as blood runs black and thick as blood, and yeah, like that was a good tour. But there was just nobody at that show. I don't know. Damn, dude, you're like, can we play in the lobby? Like, yeah. Oh, we and even now with Body Snatcher, we uh, we 
the last tour we had a, a one of the shows sold out because we were in a small room and they asked us if we wanted to switch shows because there was the, there was another show going on in the other room yeah. but but Isn't ours had fun house in seattle yeah yeah, yeah that's where we're in seattle yeah yeah this is my right. radio shows in seattle so oh sick so yeah. th- that night on the, on the last tour we did with left mm-hmm. to suffer and stuff yeah they asked us if we wanted to swap rooms i was like absolutely not i love that small spot yeah. <laughs> You're in a pit to pit to survive situation there. Yeah, so. yeah, I I like that little. I mean, I like the yeah, I, li- I like the big spot too. But uh, the fun house is just I don't know. It's chaotic and fun. I like it. Absolutely, man. So again, uh, I'm chatting with Chris from Body Snatcher. Bleed Abide is available now on Monarch Heavy. Um, before I ask you the last question, I'm curious, what's the, if someone can't make it out to your tour, maybe they got kids, they got to take care of, you know, working or whatever. What's the best way to support you guys? The best way to like actually support us as individuals, like, like if it would help us make any funds is from our, um, our actual body snatcher official website so all all the merch that's sold on that website it's it's printed and shipped from i mean a state way far away from us but the the profits from that we actually we actually see those profits it's it's Um, controlled by you guys awesome yeah well yeah it's controlled by the by the merch company but we actually get paid from that um but also ordering the album just getting album sales up Mm -hmm. even though like even though that all goes towards paying back like our what what we get fronted from the label um any album sales helps us get better tours like like the higher the higher amount of albums we sell the the bigger and better tours that we get acknowledged for you know you can see from the back i'm one of those weirdos that still buys cds so i'll be getting this awesome Yeah. yeah and the first dude we just spent a full day signing cd booklets before cool. they get before they get sealed into the nice. cds so the That's first awesome. thousand cds that get sold uh have our signatures on them sealed in the package oh that's cool man that's yeah, awesome, it's man. Very, very sick awesome so order that again uh from monarch heavy but my last question for you dude all your years of touring you know working out doing all kinds of wild stuff i'm sure you get into uh what is pick a scar on your body show us if you can or at least tell us the story of how you got the scar. One story I cannot tell. Okay. Because it's a. Uh, Don't yeah. want to incriminate. You <laughs> I, wise, yeah. I could get in trouble. Um, I have a. Oh man. Let's see. I got one that's, that's a big one that happened when I was a baby. That's not really that cool. It's just iron fell on my hand when I was a oh. kid. Um, I have a scar like right on my right on my my pelvic line. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to show it. You don't. No, nah, I won't. I won't. <laughs> but um, so when King Conquer was on tour, I forget what year it was, but basically I got staph infection. I didn't know it was staph infection, and I like started getting this crazy fever, mm-hmm. and um, I went to an emergency room on tour, and the guy was like, "Holy crap." we need to do something about this right now. And yeah. I was like, okay. Oh no, this one was on my stomach. Sorry. On the bottom of my stomach. And, and I was like, okay. I was like, I, I had never even heard of what it was. I didn't know yeah. what it was. And he's like, basically he's like, have you showered every day? And I'm like, dude, I'm sleeping in a van right yeah. now. Like, no, I haven't. And he's yeah. like, well, you got, you got staph infection. Basically it's like an infection. It's like a 
huge pocket of pus basically mm-hmm. and they cut my stomach open and drained like so much out of my stomach and then they he's like all right i'm gonna pack it full of gauze but they, yep. they give you a shot you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. you don't feel how much gauze is going in there oh yeah so i didn't know that there was like this string gauze you know yeah and then he's like all right try not to sweat for the next week or so and i'm like and he's like and then a couple days come back and let let me get that gauze out and i was like dude i'm 500 miles away tomorrow and i have to play a show tonight and he's like we'll just do that so i'm like yeah try not to sweat on stage yeah i'm playing shows with like this half inch thing of gauze hanging out of my stomach you know and then i called the guy gave me his number and like so i could like ask him what i needed to do and stuff and two days later he's like hey listen this is probably going to be the worst pain you've ever felt in your life but you need to pull that gauze out and i was like i was like okay so i go we stop at a rest area and i hold my stomach and i start pulling this gauze out and there's four feet of this gauze packed in my stomach and just blood and pus is falling out and that was the that was the worst experience on tour i think i've ever had in my ever yeah it was it was disgusting sucked and then as soon as i got home from tour it came back because once you get once yeah. you get staff yeah. it's like you're way more prone and that was the one that's on my my pant line and that one i caught before um before it was bad i just yeah. had, remembered what it looked like the guy at the hospital tried to drain it and then that night i woke up with like a pool of sweat fevers oh. and i went back to the emergency room and the doctor at nighttime was like why did you try and drain that and i was like you guys did earlier and that time i was in the hospital for two weeks and did you get sepsis uh, uh no i just had really bad staph infection I, okay, or, or MRSA. yeah and- that's what i had and they had to like they put me on an IV antibiotic for two mm-hmm. weeks in the hospital, and I couldn't walk because the pain was so bad on my pant line. And yeah, dude, that was that was bad. That was a huge hospital bill that I, I never paid. Pant- <laughs> there you go. Shout out to the American Health System. Uh, uh, I had the same thing. I was working in a in a used record store, so my hands were always dirty, and I just thought I had like a pimple on my belt line. So I was like, yeah, yeah I'm just gonna yeah. pop it. And then I was like, is this a spider bite? No, it turned out it was MRSA. And I didn't know about MRSA. I'd heard about staff, but you don't really think about it much, right? So, yeah. but I got it and it was the biggest, biggest thing. And they drained it. And I had to, every couple of days, I had to pack it myself and unpack it. It was so heinous. Yeah, dude. I had to pack it myself. But I can only imagine on tour when you're like with all these other dudes and like you're, you're, it's not yeah. like you can exactly get to like alcohol and gloves and it's just like yeah wow yeah it's uh brutal but now uh planet fitness is a thing so you can shower every single day <laughs> oh there you go there you go nice man okay well end with a gnarly story uh and now you can listen to a gnarly album see i brought it all back to the album man with synchronicity <laughs> here body snatcher bleed abide is out now right on man all right dude i'll see you on i'll see you on tour and i'll come up and say hey all right cool dude this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 